Welcome to the JHFL Podcast. I'm your host, Dolakwa, and we have two special analyst guests with us. We have David and we have Was. Was um, in the building. Yes. Today, there was Champions League games. All the Champions League games have been played. We are actually just talking about it before we started recording. The guys were just letting me know how impressed they were by Real Madrid. No, Hala I, Madrid. I, I'm not yes. impressed. I'm not impressed. That's, what I, that's exactly what I said. I was not impressed. Were you impressed by anyone, though? I mean, uh, not particularly. Okay. So, you're just nothing can impress you. You don't care what happens. Oh, I mean, to be honest, the games today were kind of boring. I'm kind of. I mean, yesterday too. You can yeah, the, this. The, this round of Champions League games were not as exciting. You said boring? Yeah. Man, get out of here. I Chelsea mean, came back from like 4 1. That, okay, that yes, was yes, boring. Yes, that game was exciting for the wrong reasons. That referee was clearly <laughs> drunk, he did not know what he was doing. Um, the game will be remembered more for the referee than the actual game itself. But, like, yeah, that game was exciting. Yo, let's carry. I know, I know you have some feelings about that game. What did you think about the Chelsea game and the ref and his place in it and how he kind of inserted himself into the action? Yeah, we like really need to, you know, stamp out stuff like what happened yesterday. That shit was crazy. These guys are controlling the game four one up, and in one play, you give two red cards and a penalty and a penalty. Like that whole move, like undermines everything I know about how football works. Because hmm. he gave the advantage after the Daily Blind foul, right? Yeah. So now, if you're bringing it back, that means you did not play the advantage. So everything that happened after, like, you have to cancel. You know, so if you're bringing it back for the foul Daily Blind made because there was no advantage, then, you know, you leave that alone. So he... he Cards Daily Blind, sends him off, and then plays the advantage by giving the penalty and carding Veltman. And I'm not even sure if he gave him the card because of the handball or because he was talking to him. You know, like I, I, I think it's because I was talking to him. Yeah, yeah. because if, even the handball, it was iffy. The ball, I think he hit his thigh first, then he hopped up and hit his. Where yeah. would your hand be? Like, should footballers play with our hands now? Mm. And to me, it looked like he was trying to move his hand out the way. He just literally couldn't move it fast enough. Because if you yeah. look at the highlight, like, he actually looked behind him, like, where's the ball? <laughs> like, yeah. he was expecting yeah. the ball to go past him. Yeah. So and you know what even makes him more disgraceful? After he made those decisions, yeah, Chelsea went on to come back, obviously. And when they scored the fifth goal, they said the ball hit Tammy Abraham's hand. By the letter of the new loss, it's a handball. But, like, that's mm-hmm. what common says dictate. Like, what is he supposed to do? Not have hands? Like, he didn't even see the ball. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, if you keep... The, I understand that the, the spirit of the rule that if the ball is advancing, like, in an uh, offensive move and it hits mm-hmm. someone's hand, it's unfair to the defending team. That makes perfect sense. But, I mean, applying common sense, like, do you have to VAR check that thing? Then, because they wanted to hide their blushes, they're, like, four minutes of added time. Like... If they actually gave the real extra time, Chelsea would have won for sure. Yeah, yeah, Chelsea definitely would have won. So, like, the whole game, like I said, Dolapo, was interesting for the wrong reasons. Like, yeah. 
But oh, one game actually was interesting. I forgot about it, and I am I'm, I'm addressing Moyo personally. <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking about Inter Milan, yeah? They packed EPL rejects into their team, and they are suddenly hmm. having a great time in in the Serie A or whatever it is. Balling, having fun. Yeah, they they threw away a two goal lead to to Dortmund. Now the thing is that I was surprised that they went two zero up. Already, I was doubting Dortmund. Why? Inter Milan is not a good team. Like if you watch, but they didn't they beat Dortmund already? They already beat them. They beat them, but like, that game was was cagey. The, the thing is, too... <laughs> 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 no, no, but the thing is that Inter Milan, Antonio Conte is a fantastic coach, a world class coach. He's working with these pizza bakers and farmers, and wow. he's making them look good. Like I'm, I'm serious. I, I don't know how else how to put it. Lukaku doesn't have a first touch, but in Italy he looks like I don't know. Lacazette or something, something like that's that. just that's just quite unfair what you're trying to do right now. But I'll let you finish. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was um, I'm just looking at the scores. Yeah, Inter beat them the last time they played two two zero, so you shouldn't be surprised that they were up by two. Um, I am actually very surprised that they let Dortmund come back because Dortmund has been having a very like inconsistent season. Like they have a big game, then they like have like the worst. Like all the teams in Germany, I don't know what's in the water over there, but they're they've been inconsistent. Um, wow. So there any other games that like really like piqued your interest in Champions League? No, besides the Real Madrid flogging mm-hmm. and uh, the Chelsea. Game. Real Madrid. Yeah. 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 No, no. I think I'm. Yo, have you guys? The Inter Milan striker, Laturo Martinez. Yes. That guy's a beast, man. Do you guys are you guys checking for him? What do you guys think about him? Yo, I have that guy in my my fantasy team, uh, my my ultimate team, FUT team. The guy is really good. Like I saw him play with Messi for Argentina, and his link up play is fire. The guy is actually good. Like he's an Inter Milan player here in Milan's Premier. Are actually real players. The rest of them. Most likely, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. But he's good. He's a really good striker. I, I have a lot of respect for him. He's very good. Like his hold up play, I was surprised. Like he had like good hold up play because he's a little smaller. But oh, yeah, and he's that's very good. To be honest, that's what makes Lukaku look good. <laughs> you know, because you know, seriously, you have a player playing next to you who now fills in the role that you can do, which is mm. like the link up play, you know. So Lukaku is just there to finish off chances. That's yeah. what if you have Lukaku in your team, just know that everybody around him has to be really good and his only job is to score, is to finish chances. I saw a goal if, that if what? I'm sorry. Involved, I saw oh, a no. goal that uh, Lukaku scored against Parma. He took the ball, he ran in from the left, cut cut and finessed from outside the box. But that that has nothing to do with link up play. He literally just, <laughs> he, he really just ran with the ball. Like that's not hard. He ran with the ball. He had time and space enough to take the shot. No one closed up on him. If someone closed up on him, he would have been he would have been confused. So you're saying that the league is also the the other team was trash. Is what you're saying. Oh, it was absolutely horrendous. You just said Parma. Parma is not a good team. Parma is not a good team. Honestly, most teams in Syria are not good teams. Let's just be honest. Okay. Yeah, outside of like the top six, maybe. It was top six. Outside of like top three. I believe Lukaku has scored. I'm not going to let you do this. Nine goals in ten games, if I'm not wrong. 
Juve won the league. Yeah, he's balling. Nine times in a row. <laughs> Come on, that's there, there's no competition. No, no, no. I I don't disagree with the fact that there's generally not a lot of competition. But let's say, for example, Napoli is currently seventh. Napoli is a good team. We're not going to argue if Napoli is a good team or not. So. Let's give the other teams some respect. I know you guys like to shame everyone as not EPL, but these other leagues oh, have professional you, you players. You don't see us shaming Juventus. <laughs> Why are you shaming you, Juventus? You don't see us shaming Napoli. We have, I mean. Okay, let's, why don't we shame City a little bit? Man City? Yeah, they didn't get a good result. Oh, I mean, <laughs> the game before, didn't they beat them, what, 5-0 or something? What, 6-0? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're just going to come here and you... Oh, you're, you're doing like George. You're doing like a George argument. You don't care about anything else except for what you're saying. No, no, but okay? it's, it's true, though. That I can respect it. Milan, yeah, they've not won a trophy since 2000. Oh, yeah, no, no. They've been terrible in yeah, recent times. Yeah, that's, that's what you're saying. That's not and arguable. If you look at the league, Juventus is the only real team in the league. In the, league. the rest of them are really average teams. Like, that's the only part I disagree okay. with, but we're not going <laughs> to argue about it. But I disagree with that. I don't think you can say that. I just think it's generally just complete bias that okay, we think you okay, say that. Lapo. If you line up all the teams, like, outside of the Ventus, like, even Arsenal beat Napoli last season, like, with ease. Flog them. Like, it, they're not that good. Like, it's it's not <laughs> it's not a slight. Don't worry. This, this, this is what we're going to do. We're going to table this conversation for when I have Moya and or George. Because I want them to come. I mean, George sometimes is irrational, but we'll we'll give him a chance to to say something. Moyo Moyo has the most sense, so whatever Moyo says is just Moyo said that fact. Lewandowski is not world class. I mean, <laughs> we, Moyo also has a little bit of bias. Okay, that's fine. Everyone has bias. Okay. <laughs> Yo, um, w- one of the things I want to uh kind of talk about though before we go off of Champions League is VAR. We kind of talk a little bit about VAR. Kerry kind of mentioned a little bit. Um, I just want you to kind of give your general opinion of how you think VAR has worked, specifically in the EPL, um, but just in the world in general, and what do you think the solution, because I know a lot of people have had issues with it. What do you think the solutions to it is? Like, is it just not being used correctly? Is it completely stupid from the beginning? Like, what do you think? Uh, I think we should... um the referees, FIFA, all the leagues, they should get together and um, decide to scrub VAR because, you know, VAR, in in theory, VAR mm-hmm. is great, right? So you get to see the play again and make the correct call. But then what we're seeing is that the aftermath of these calls are still, like, um, there's still human error. You know, yeah. like goal line, goal line tech is great, right? Because it's either the ball fully crosses the line or it doesn't. Or it didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either or. So goal line tech, fantastic. That's technology that we accept. But VAR, if the referee has to review the call and is still making mistakes, so I so you're just wasting time for nothing. Why not just make the call that you made on the field? It could be right or wrong, but we won't waste time. Yeah. I'm seeing so many um so many go- good goals that are being chalked off because somebody's toe is offside or somebody's finger is offside. <laughs> you know, things like that. That's not football. I'm seeing all these handballs that you you will miss calls. 
that's just the nature of football. It is a game that is played in transition. There are no stops. There's no stoppage of play. Like, you know, like sometimes yeah. how it is in basketball or with timeouts or in like American football where it's literally play after play after play. No, the game, it just flows. So, like, you will definitely miss things. And the way football has been going, like, some some errors are bad that we're like, yo, this, the ref really missed this. But they now they have the VAR and it's even worse. So, what's the point? Hmm. What is the point? Even with the with the offside thing, when they show the how they draw the line, they never show the moment the ball leaves the passer's foot. So yeah. how how are we supposed to even know, <laughs> you know, if the if, if the line is if, correct? If the line is correct at the point where it left the passer's foot. So for me, this even encourages these soccer bodies to cheat more. Because if mm. nobody sees that position where it leaves the player's foot, they can draw the line at any time and say it's either a goal or not a goal, depending on where they may lean. So that, mm. for me, they even encourages cheating. So just just scrap it. David, do you, do you feel the same way? Do you just think VR is I, just something that is just unnecessary? Um, I, I don't agree with that general uh, spirit of the point, but I agree with certain, certain elements in Carrie's point. In the sense that, like, um, how do you call it? VAR, what it, what it is right now, mm-hmm. it's, it's very, very unrefined. And this is the thing, in the history of football, something like this has never happened. Like, the level of incompetence or the level of error, human error, it's staggering. Now, this is the thing, my thing. VAR should be kept, but there should be some changes that just lean towards more common sense. Like, more common sense officiating, like, if you like, for instance, I, I go back to the time the Abraham goal against Ajax. If someone strikes a ball at that speed and you, you are right there and it deflects off someone and it hits your hand that's by your side, like if you've ever played a sport before, that's very quick. Mm-hmm. Now, in movies, the, the most dramatic part of movies are in slow motion. If you make anything slow motion, and you play it over and over again, it looks more, it looks worse than it actually is. And if you start to do that, you're getting to a sense, where, a, a point where you're leaving common sense. This is the thing with VAR, though. They just have to come back and not re-referee the, the game. They said they will not do that, and they are doing that right now. Clear and obvious must be held to the letter of, like, the letter of the law. Is it clear and obvious? Now, it's hard to emphasize common sense, common sense, common sense. But VAR, as it is, if you leave it, if you leave it as it is, it's very arbitrary, and it opens room to a lot of cheating. Hmm. For, if the cheating is deliberate or not, I don't know. I don't want to start a conspiracy theory. I've started enough conspiracy theories. But <laughs> but this is the thing. I think they should keep it because if not, you the the the, the problem is that uh, with human beings, we like to usually go back and romanticize things of the past. Like oh, things were better because our immediate problem right now is the only thing we can see. But hmm. when football before, I remember some really really crazy calls that were terrible. I'll give you one example. It's still in the back of my mind. Roy, uh, Roy Carroll, Manchester United versus Spurs. When they, uh, it was Gomez, he kicked the ball over the line, like from the center. The ball went over the line, and the goalie scooped the ball from out of the net. But th- that is a, that is a different tech. That is goal line. That that, 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 is, that is goal line technology. But like, yeah. these kind of calls were going on in like in football over and over and over again. We got something like goal line technology. That's fine. VAR as it is right now. 
it has rough edges. And what has to happen is that some more people need to come together and dialogue to put common sense to make the game actually flow more naturally. That's my two, my sense on it. If not, it makes no sense. Like, I agree with what Kyrie said. You can't even see when the ball left the guy's foot, but you're going to draw a line and say the armpit. <laughs> Who's going to go with your armpit when the true passes on the ground before? What sense yeah. is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, what sense is that? So, like, yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah, okay. No, I think those are very, very valid takes from both of you. Um, You know, I, I think you both make very good points that, you know, I, while I don't think it needs to be scrapped altogether, like, I think there's value in it. I think that it has to be defined much better for it to be as valuable as it can be. Um, <clears throat> oh, but guys, uh, I have a question, though. Yeah. Uh, since you guys... Uh... So we have Eden Hazard. I saw that Real Madrid scored six goals and he didn't score assists. Uh-huh. So now I want to contrast that with another player who also had a mega money move this summer. Oh, why uh-huh. are you laughing? Why? No, no, no. I thought you were going to compare it to someone else because I saw a comparison in the chat. But go ahead. Oh, no. They, I, don't, don't mind them. This rich forever and all these guys. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this. <laughs> yeah, but uh, how do you call it? Antoine Griezmann, playing for mm. Barcelona, also had a very mega money move to Barcelona, was supposed to light things up. Are yeah. people being too hasty in pronouncing judgment right now? Or do, did, did these two players make a mistake moving to this club at this point in this in their career? That's, that's very interesting. I think that, one, I do think people are being a little too hasty for both of them. Um for Hazard, I think that you have to remember Hazard started off the season injured, possibly overweight, right? So he didn't get up to the start that he should have naturally. Like everything was kind of off with that. Um, also remember, like there's so many new players in Real Madrid. Like the team is just like there's so many players. Like I don't know how they know what's going on. You know, like it's just so much going into the season with essentially a new manager because it's a new everything. Um, I think he's done okay so far. I'm also not the biggest Hazard fan because I know that Hazard is not a guy that's going to score a ton of goals and provide a ton of assists. EPL fans have been telling me for the longest time, Hazard is this, Hazard is that. And I like Hazard. I think he's right below the, that top tier. But I'm not surprised. I didn't expect him to come and score 20 goals. I know EPL fans thought he was going to just come score 20 goals because it's La Liga, But I didn't expect that. So I haven't been completely disappointed in him. I think that he's getting better, and he definitely has a good rapport with Benzema. Like, I can see that partnership working out really well. Griezmann, he's in a tougher situation. He's almost, like, in the same situation as Mares, where, like, he goes to a team that he's maybe... He's probably good enough to start, but they're already entrenched starters, so he's going to have to figure out himself. And, every like, he has to adapt to the team. And right now, that's kind of his problem. I was actually reading an article, like, earlier today about how Griezmann's best performance for Barcelona came when Messi wasn't there. But Messi is Barcelona. <laughs> so, like, literally, it's like, that's the situation he put himself in. Because they're playing him as a winger now, just because that's their setup. And Messi is the guy that's going to have that free role. But Griezmann is not... I mean, he could perform well as a winger, but you're not going to get the best out of him as a winger. He's better when he can drop deep and he can link up play. Like, that's what he's best at. So, he's basically in a team that doesn't fit him at the moment. But I was also reading an article that was saying or suggesting that Messi could leave and maybe should leave. So if that happened, he'd be like in a really good situation. But to answer your question succinctly, I think that they need a little more time. 
Um, Hazard, I think, is going to be completely fine because he has he has all the opportunities in the world, and he's just going to perform. Like there's just literally no way he's not going to perform. Griezmann is in a tougher situation because he has way more competition, and I don't like. Barcelona players have been talking about Neymar up and down, which is low-key kind of disrespectful. Like, they're, they're, they're talking about they're going to give back some of their wages for Neymar to come back, which is, like, in contrast to Griezmann, like, they never asked for Griezmann. Like, they didn't say they want Griezmann. They've been begging for Neymar for, like, two years. So I can easily imagine a scenario where Griezmann doesn't work out in January or next summer. They, they trade him off and they just get Neymar and send Griezmann to PSG. I mean, probably is what should have happened in the first place. So, we'll see. I don't know. Kerry, what do you think? As uh, as far as fans being too quick to judge, that's what always happens now. Yeah. We know these guys. You need something to always talk about. Like, you need negative Nancys, you know. <laughs> we need, you always need something to go on about. And, you know, like, with with this era that we live in the, the clickbait era like you have to say something crazy uh, I'll just another Real Madrid player we knew he was quality when he came Luka Modric the first mm-hmm. season of Madrid do you know what he won he won the worst transfer of the season I remember that imagine yeah, I quality player like Luka Modric couple of years later what happens hmm. world's best gets to the final of the World Cup everybody is mm. like Modric so Players that are quality, they are quality. I'm not saying Hazard or Griezmann will go on to win Ballon d'Or, but we know that these guys are quality and it it will take half a season or maybe even a full season for them to adjust. But Hazard and Griezmann will both adjust. I don't know if they will eventually sell Griezmann, but he's actually in a really good... I think he's in a good position because Hmm. I, I don't see the fatty kid really disposing him I don't see Usman Dembele you know disposing him because he has injury issues and he's not consistent enough so as far as like starting the most games I think he at the end of the season he would have started more it's mainly like Dolapo pointed out like the style of play that's going to be the issue he has to adjust to a style of play because really Messi's role in the team is Griezmann's role you know, yes. he is the free player in all the teams he has played in. You know, he has license to roam and do whatever he wants to do. But now you have to play off the ball. You know, that's really difficult for for players. But, you know, I'm not, I won't be surprised if he goes on to have like a, a great career at Barcelona, especially if Messi okay. leaves. Okay. So, yeah. I feel well, like David, are you ready to call them a bust or what? You're very quick to judge too. Oh, come on. You see, the thing that <laughs> I bought real bus. When I see mm. players and the way they kick their ball, you know you have that friend, like, sometimes you see... <laughs> you have that friend, you watch the way he juggles the ball, you know, this guy is not good. But, like, I, mm-hmm. I agree with the general sentiment that these are players that you know are actually quality players. And, it, like, if the season is really early, and if it doesn't, like, people are already proclaiming, posting, all sort of boisterous stats but yeah oh, i think the quality the quality will shine through the quality will shine through and it for, always does for antoine griezmann i actually think that he will get pushed out of the team like you said um how do you call it Dolapo. yeah because this uh in barcelona the way it works is that you don't get that many opportunities and the way it works is that if you don't ingratiate yourself to the current setup of the squad like they don't see you as one of the, the players 
you will never fit in, no matter how good you are. Usman Dembele is one of those players. Like he never fit in with the actual the actual players who already exist there. You know. And I know uh, Emeka has been floating this theory that the end is near for Barcelona and the uh, era is almost done. What do you guys think about that? I think it's I think it's factual in terms of this era because just again, like I said, it's literally a possibility that Messi could leave, even though we can't imagine it. But Messi is like thirty one; he has a contract that allows him to leave this after this season. He can actually negotiate with any team he wants in January and like leave by the summertime. Um, and literally, I was telling I read an article on ESPN and. The article was basically just like, should Messi leave, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, reading all the tea leaves and stuff. But it was essentially saying, like, his contract details got revealed this season. The um, club's president basically confirmed it. When Messi was asked about it, Messi just said he wasn't going to confirm that, you know, the contract is private, which is kind of like, a, oh, like, why is anyone else talking about it if you shouldn't be? And, yeah, there's like, it's possible if you want to read into it that it's possible that Messi would leave. And if Messi leaves, that's the end of the era. Like, even if he doesn't leave, if he just declines as is normal with age, that's the end of an era as well. So I think it's quite possible. I don't think we're there yet. I think they're on the down downward slope for sure. Okay, okay. I, I see. Yeah, no, I think well, Madrid is coming, man. <laughs> okay, so that, you should have that <laughs> Guy, we have Rodrigo, okay, Patrick okay, Score. Okay, okay, we have Vinny. Yo, Vinny can't even start games. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. You've answered your part as a Madrid fan. Let Kari talk. Yeah, I kind of agree as well. Because if Messi stays, they would decline because Messi is declining. Right. Yes. And if he leaves, they will decline because there is no Messi. <laughs> <laughs> they are in like a lose-lose situation. No superstar, like super superstar, will come to Barcelona right now because they aren't sure. Like it will happen. The full the full transition will happen a couple years after Messi leaves where, you know, maybe they are not winning and then, okay, we need to make that huge signing that will come and transform the team, you know. So for the next couple of years, they will do well in the league because the league isn't as competitive, you know. It's really just Real Madrid and Barcelona. So they could possibly even still win the league or come second. But as far as, you know, winning Champions League, which is like the benchmark for a team like Barcelona, yeah, they are not going to win it. You know. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. So hold on. So what do you guys think? Let's say, for instance, Messi, Messi leaves or what, whatnot, whatever, and Neymar comes in. They 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 keep Antoine Griezmann and they play Musa Dembele. So they have that trident of Griezmann, Neymar, and Dembele. Do you think this team, that team, with that trident, with De Jong sitting behind them, and I don't know, maybe the the other players that they have. Arthur and friends, do you think that team has what it takes to have that that fear factor in Europe going forward? No, no, I don't think so. I think I think honestly, this this is then. I love Neymar, and I think Neymar is like literally the third best after those guys. But Neymar is always injured. Like at this point, you just have to expect that he's always going to be injured. And if a player is like kind of like Bill, 
because I know about Bill. He's always injured. So Loki, if you're always injured, it doesn't matter how good you could be because you're always recovering from injury. You're always out for a couple of months and always coming back. The team can't really build on build with you like that. We've seen a team with Griezmann being the best player. That doesn't lead you to winning Champions League. And I also don't think Barcelona is as solid in so many like other areas of the team. Like I think they've actually been doing a really poor job of planning for Messi's like decline and like exit. Like they're trying, but their 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 strategy right now is just buy everyone that looks attractive in the moment and then figure it out later. But that's not really a strategy. So I I could see them struggling for sure once Messi leaves. Even if Neymar comes, I think they're gonna struggle unless Neymar can bring a bunch of Brazilians with him that are actually good and young, which is quite possible. But until that happens with the team they have now, they wouldn't have enough. Okay. That's what I think, anyway. Yeah, Gary? Yeah, Barcelona is done. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not, not, not done. I mean, you just heard me say, yeah, they'll still compete in La Liga. But that that um fear factor, as you as you put it, that thing where everybody, when we're playing Barcelona, you're just scared. Like, you, you have to come playing Barcelona with your defensive strategy, that's all you could do. It's like, let's make sure we don't concede and maybe we have a chance. That fear factor is gone. It it has been gone since Javi left, really. You know, it has been gone for a while. And so that fear factor, like that team that we saw from from 2009 to 2014, you know, maybe 15, let me say 09 to 15. Yeah, that fear factor is gone. And okay. we may never see it again. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> you got you guys, you guys are you guys are not very optimistic about Barcelona. But let let me wow. let me put this in there. My last thing, I talked about Hazard and Griezmann. These two players already coming under fire. Now we have two of the hottest prospects, and I'm gonna let you guys guess who they are. At the the beginning of the, the in this summer window. Can you think mm-hmm. of two of the hottest players that every team would have wanted on your roster instantly? Oh, the Atletico guy. I forget his name right now. Uh, Jao Felix? Yes. Uh, no, he wasn't. He, he was, was like oh, the hottest he, prospect. He, he was. Uh, okay, no? sure, sure, sure. I he was think, in the top. Yeah, but, they, those Dutch kids were really wanted. The, is that who you're talking about? The young and the young and delict. 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 Yes, delict. Now those two people. What do you guys think is going on? They're young. They're young and they made a big step up. I think that delict. I think he struggled a little bit more in Juvie, but he's gonna be fine. Like he literally has. To me, he's in a really good situation because they don't need him to be the best defender in the world right now. They need him to be the best defender in the world and like two years so he's good like he's still learning the young they need him to do a lot more but he hasn't been bad he just hasn't been spectacular you think he's gonna rise to the role because a lot of players this you think a lot of players have been in this position and have not risen to the role do you think he will rise I, I i hope so i mean i, I actually looked really good but i is also a team that i don't want to say everyone looks good there but they they have a system that at least the manager they have now, I forget his name, Terrigan or something like that. Yeah, like whatever he's doing, like it's working. Like we just saw them basically like they should have beat Chelsea if not for the ref. Like they have that kind of philosophy. 
So it makes a lot of players look good. I mean, we saw with Barcelona when they had like their super teams, there were a lot of players that looked good, but if you took them out of that team, they weren't as good. So it's hard to tell if he's a product of that, but he definitely has some skills. Like he should be a decent player for a long time. Okay. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Just wondering about those two kids. Carrie? Yeah. I think De Jong would definitely come good. He he has that thing that for what I look for in a midfielder is, you know, your your first touch, your passing, and your movement. And he has all of those. He's, he, technically, he's sound. Mentally, he's sound. I think more so it's like Barcelona. It's the team around him that it's, hmm. you know, everyone is figuring, figuring out you know, they are rules. Have to play with each you know, other, even yeah. the even the midfield is the midfield is new. Like Vidal just Vidal isn't the Vidal we know. Mm-hmm. Busquets isn't the Busquets we know. They are playing with uh the other Brazilian kid. Uh, Arthur. Arthur. Yeah, Arthur and they play with some some other Spanish guy, you know. So besides him, like right now that midfield he's he's actually the best midfielder <laughs> in that midfield going forward, especially. Busquets and Vidal, we know they are in their they are in their thirties, about to end their careers, and you know. So I think he's good. It's just Barcelona that's not so good right now, so it makes him look average, you know. <laughs> when I um when I watch him play for the Dutch national team, man, so good, like you know, so good. He has like that thing, you know, that thing that you look for in. Like a young player, you know, he's 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 brave, he's technically sound. With the the defender, I'm not I'm not as as impressed with him. If you go to Juventus, the best team in Italy, and then their best defender for the past ten years gets injured, that's the perfect moment for you to just, you know, declare yourself like yo, I'm here now. And the guy doesn't even start. Like Jojo Chiellini has been injured since basically the beginning of the season, and this guy is still not starting. Well, so I mean, Moyo said that the guy is a fraud. Now Moyo watches more Syria, ah, or whatever it's called, than us. Would you agree with that assessment? Man, I'm slightly leaning towards it, hey. even though I don't like to be nearsighted with these things. If when I watch him in other circumstances, he seem he seems like that confidence he had at Ajax seems like how can he just disappear like that? He seems very iffy on the ball, you know, like the ball he seems like shaky, like you know, like the the move was too much for him. And I'm like, yo, like this is a perfect it it for me it looks like a perfect situation, like coming into play in this kind of league it should be easier for Juventus but it just isn't and, and so much so that he doesn't start like they're playing Bonucci and Rugani I believe as the, as the starting center backs instead of one of them being delict so let's see how it goes but if he ends up being a dud I'll be like uh, he should have come to United <laughs> Yo, let, let's talk a little bit about FPL real quick because I know people are going to want to know a little bit about that. Um, 
Winfred was supposed to be on. Unfortunately, he's feeling a little sick. So make sure you guys, you know, send him some well wishes. We don't know if he's lying, but he said he's sick. So <laughs> hopefully he gets better. It feels better. Um, so we're going to have to figure it out together on the spot. But we need to figure out who the boss of the week is. Um, I already oh. have my phone out. I've been looking. But David, go ahead. It sounds like you already have an idea who the boss of the week is. But we we already know who the boss of it was. It was already uh, it was it was the Honorable Abane. He he has been a, a quiet or should I say a very inconspicuous member in the group chat for a while. But he's been there for a while. He's been there longer than most people, and he gives in, he gives takes. I understand his pain because he's a Manchester United fan just like me. He captain Sterling. I mean, if you if you have a twelve point one asset and you captain him against Southampton at home, and he comes back with one point, the chances of you being the boss of the week are very very high. So yeah, um, no, it is it is. Sterling really broke some hearts, man. But uh, I mean, that is this is how it goes. This is how it goes. So yeah. So he's the one that scored like twenty three points. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's uh, Gino XI. Yeah, if he, if he oh my god, what's his number? Where is he on the table? Go Tell to me. the head to head and look, look for him. He's guys, you guys are declaring bust that are not bust, man. We okay, need the real okay, bust, but, of the week. but also the next bust of the week that is very important. That looking at this table and uh, that I think it should come to your attention. It's very unfortunate that I have to raise this alarm, but. Uh, Afote Berry did not perform very well this uh, weekend. That's uh, Ogula. Uh, yeah, mm. looking at this table, he had 41 points, and it it looks like he's an adjacent bust. But you should know who Honorable Abban is. <laughs> no, no, I see his team now. His team is called Gino11. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, let's just run through his team real quick. He had... Wow. Yes, like you say, Captain Sterling. <laughs> he had Bernardo and David Silva. They didn't do anything for him. This team he had Mason Mount. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not bad if Manchester City has a really big no, game. No, it's very bad because <laughs> you you can't have both of the Silvers and Sterling. I agree with that. That's you like cannot have bad, both of the Silvers. It's a very bad combination of three City players to have. That's not how you do it. And then yeah. you, your strikers are Pookie. Everybody knows Pookie <laughs> is done for the season. And Josh King. Josh King managed to score. Like, that, like that's luck right there. So, Pookie, Josh Yeah, they've King, had a really bad season And then three City midfielders. Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> this, is, this is not the way to <laughs> okay. choose three City players. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at his squad value, and he has 99.2 as squad value. No money in the bank, so he has less than a hundred uh, pounds. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with his team. I, I, I don't know what's going on with his team. But that team value thing, I know you like using that, but I honestly don't even think it matters. My team value is less than a hundred, and it, I'm looking down on mad people. It, it it does it does matter. Like uh, it matters more than you think because it gets to a certain point in the season where, for if your team is not doing well and you have very low squad value, what happens is it gets very hard to go and acquire the players you want without taking hits. Yeah. So so, uh, so what? Yeah. So what happens is that, for instance, like Sadio Mane is now twelve point oh. 
And if you are someone who never doesn't own him and you want to sign him, let me go back to um, Mr. Abane's team, the Honorable Abane's team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where is it? Where is it? Yes, here it is. So if you go back to this team and you're looking at this team, for instance, and he said, okay, fine, I want to sign someone like like Sadio Mane or Salah or, you know, any top-level striker, for instance. He has Firmino. It's going to be hard because you, you're you going to have to, you know, these players' prices are rising like very quickly. You have to take minus four or something to buy a player. So that's why I put emphasis on those cross values. But, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, I understand the concept of it. I just think, I guess, maybe I'm just in the, I'm an exception to the rule because I look at my team. I'm like, I mean, yeah, I honestly don't okay, even know Dolapo, what my value is. Dolapo, you could have just told me to look up your team because you are doing well and you said David. <laughs> Come you on, man. David, David. Come on, man. Go to my team and talk about my team. <laughs> I've gone to your team. I'll talk about your team. So talk your about team my has team. That's 101.2 in squad value. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just went up. It wasn't. I promise you, like last week or two weeks ago, it wasn't. No, that no, high. no, the, the lap will hold up. There's no way that your team <laughs> went from a hundred to hundred and one point two. I, I think maybe you know there, 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 there are two values. There's the um team value, and then there's the in money the bank, the bank. Yeah. yeah. So, right, so we're trying. Okay, so I'm looking at my team value, and right now it literally tells me it's at 100. It's 101.2. Yeah, so you have. I to don't know be- how you see that. I don't see that. I'm looking at it right now. One o. That's interesting. No, Dolapo, okay. hold on. Are you sure you're playing the same game that you are playing? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like if I go to the, my, I'm on my phone. Under fantasy, if I scroll all the way down, it has, you know, team overview, points, blah, blah, blah. And it has bank, team value. And it literally says exactly 100. So maybe it's the phone that's... No, I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong. you use the app or the web application? I use the yeah, app. Yeah, I've been telling people, man. I've, I, I even stopped using the app altogether. Oh, uh, that's yeah. what it is. Okay, so the app yeah. is just... I know the app always has, like, little things like that. Because you pick the team that is actually, like, you have Aguero, Aubameyang, Abraham, Mane, Mm -hmm, Exactly, my team is popping. But, Popo, all you have to do is just add your team value to the bank. You can see your bank by looking at the app. No, no, of course, I know that. But what I'm saying is, on the app, it has my bank is at zero because I have nothing in the bank. That's actually true. And it has my team value at 100. So, like David said, it's probably it's just, just the app because, is, you know, it's for just instance, fluky. Like, you've had money for a while, and he started out at 11.5. Now he's 12.0. Yeah. So, all those, yeah, yeah, all those incremental, if you didn't own him, all those price increases will just be hurting you over and over and over again if you don't go and buy him. Yeah. Like, for instance, now I want to go buy him, and he's at a 12.0. Salah is now 12.3. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... Boss of the week, you guys heard it here. Abane, boss of the week. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> let's see. Looking at the table, top five. There wasn't really any much change there. Like David said, Afote Berry dropped down 41, 41 points. A very, very poor week. We expect better from him. Hopefully, he's going to improve. Yeah, his team, he just had a terrible week. Um, and I also see Akwasi Isaac. Moved up on the table. He's now number two, right behind Chibi, who is still holding strong. Chibi has a nice little lead, actually, so we need to catch him. Um, so, yeah, that's your update on the table, man. Anything interesting head-to-head, David? Okay, so in the head-to-head, 
this is what happened. We experienced yet another act of God in the, <laughs> or should I say, <laughs> I, uh, I saw that Emeka, I played Emeka in head to head. Of course, I lost that one. Emeka had, of course. Emeka had the greatest, uh, in fact, Emeka beat me with, in the head to head and his captain got a red card. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, but before that, he assisted. And that red card should have been for Serge Aurier, who happens to be on my team, who kept a clean sheet. <laughs> Even though his team did not keep a clean sheet and he won the bonus points. So, yeah, so that's what we are working with right now. Uh, more acts of God. Uh, I'm looking at the, the table and I'm seeing that. I mean, Dolapa, I'll talk about your team again so that you're not, you're not harassed. Do it. Out there, so. Do it. Okay, I saw that you put up 84 points. That is very, mm-hmm. very impressive. Yeah, I beat Moyo. Moyo put up 70 and he lost. Very sad for him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he would have beat most people this week. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So I mean, that's that's what happened. I said Sir Willie got a very very you know hard fought uh, victory. You know, it's a very very relieving victory. Sir Lundstrom coming in with the points. That guy needs to be knighted very soon. Uh, mm-hmm. Chibi doing Chibi things, staying on top of the league. You know, doing what they're throwing up gang signs. But, uh, Carrie, I saw you lost your head-to-head with 62 points. Yeah, so basically, I made an incredible mistake this past game week. I should really have 70 points. I took a negative four when I didn't need to. Hmm. And then I put a player on my bench who gave me a clean sheet. I um, oh, recall. I just, for some reason, I was like, you know what? I'm anti-United players in fantasy, but I was like, maybe I can, I can pull one off. You know, let me get this James guy. Ooh. And if you if if you watch the first 10, 15 minutes of the game, I it looked like I would be right because it was all United. But um, we have one guy. His name is Andreas Pereira. This guy cannot control the ball. He can't shoot. Like Daniel James literally sets him up. You know, he couldn't even make contact with the ball. Like, we don't even see these errors when we're playing in the call center. We don't see people do this. <laughs> Just whiffed at the ball. And then you mentioned that there's such a terrible performance in the second half, really, not to even score a goal. So I was like, Rico probably won't get a clean sheet. Let me just you know, not play him. And that that was that was the mistake. That was the mistake. But um Besides that, yeah, I'm like actually scared that my team is gonna start dropping like very well because I still have no strike force. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm like, who's Connolly? Why is Connolly starting? Yeah, to... so the Connolly thing is, I thought Brighton would you know give Norwich like four zero and yeah, yeah, not be involved, which was another bad call. So I'm actually <laughs> going to take a negative four again to bring oh, in wow, a striker. Okay. I like um, that. I'm 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 gonna bring in a striker because I'm not sure that Mount is going to play. And I know that Aguero will start, but that Liverpool game is a tough game. So I'm just gonna keep it spicy and bring in like yeah. a striker and just surprise everyone with a second striker. So Okay. Yeah, no, you just brought up the Liverpool City game. We should real quick, real quick, real quick, just run through it. What do we think is going to happen? What do you expect? We know they both played uh, games this week, Champions League games midweek, I should say. Um, 
what kind of teams you think they're going to um, put out there. I assume they're strongest. And, yeah, what do you think is going to happen? David, you can give your opinions first. I'm glad that we don't have George on this podcast. He would have said things. And <laughs> I'm glad that you guys get to listen to me talk about this game in a very unbiased fashion because I actually don't support any of these teams. Now, this is where people have to be careful. Liverpool don't need to win the game. They really don't. They just have to make sure that they do not um, lose the game. Lose the game. Man City have to win this game. Now, the the most dangerous team to beat, uh, the the most dangerous team to play who uh, on the counter-attack is Liverpool. If Liverpool are trying to play you and soak up your play and counter-attack you, they can hit you. There's evidence of Liverpool versus Man City where I think when Salah notched the hat-trick or if it's two goals, my memory is hazy. But it was that, it was the same thing. If you, if Man City trying to play, their defense is not good. Oh, and also going back, Pep Guardiola is, uh, he's just an ass. Like, bringing on Otamendi in the 91st minute. Yeah. Like, I, had, I had Rico on my bench and Aurier. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is how my season is going. It's not going great, but like, let me not digress. Let me come back <laughs> to this. So, this Liverpool Man City game, you watch Otamendi. Like, is Pep Guardiola going to show up to Anfield and play Otamendi and Fernandinho at uh, center back and play what's his name? Uh, uh, Benjamin Mendy at Left left back. Back. it's going to be a problem and try to win the game you cannot dominate Liverpool at Anfield I've not seen anything do it a lot I've not seen anything do it so this game is going to be one of those games usually it's a very cagey affair and whatnot. but the fact that Liverpool don't need to win the game I can see them edging out a victory against that Man City defence hmm. and you have a lot of injuries and Edison just got a muscular problem yeah. today today so you have a lot of defensive issues and also the you have uh rodri out leroy sane out all these these things coming to a fore and aguero is not fully fit that's why pep keeps playing him and not playing if people don't know like he has been struggling with an injury for the last three four weeks that's why he plays and doesn't play it's he's being managed like salah was being managed so that game this game i think liverpool are going to win this game hmm. That long explanation led up to that. Okay. Kerry, what do you think? That's very interesting. I was unaware that Aguero had a niggling injury. Yeah, me too. Which which is going to further reinforce my decision to take a negative to bring in another striker. (laughs) He's going to play. He's going to play this week. No, no, no. He will will play, but... If if, if I don't think, yeah. yeah, if I don't think he's gonna perform at his best, because Aguero in the eighteen he needs to have that you know quick movement that gets him in front of the defender to score a goal, you know, and if mm-hmm. and if you have a little niggle like it it shows so much because that half half step that you need to beat the it's defender the to the goal, yeah, it's uh, you know as they say it's a game of um, fine margins, mm-hmm. but. As far as the game is concerned, you know, I mean, all these things that David said, I didn't even really think about them. He's he's making me want to, you know, go for a <laughs> Liverpool win as well. And uh, it's quite tempting. But I think I'm, I'm going to go with a tie. Yeah. 
I'm gonna go with a with a two-two tie because mm. both teams can concede. Like Liverpool. Yeah, oh, this game is tricky. <laughs> 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 I like usually, I have like firm, firm opinions about the the game is going because Man City they do not want to drop any further back than they are right now. You know, yeah, they, they call these kind of fixtures. They call them like six six pointers because if you lose against your rival, it's like they get the three points and you don't get you know the three points. You know, so it it creates this. It, it it feels like a super huge win for Liverpool, so I think Man City will be aware of that, and they do not want that to happen. And despite you know their injuries, I think they can, I think they can manage to tie. Liverpool has the advantage being at home, and resting players in Champions League, they rested uh, Mane, I think. Yeah. So Mane will be raring to go. And uh, he's also probably extra motivated because of the words that Pep spewed mm-hmm. after the last game, calling him a diver. So he's like, yo, let me show you what this diver can do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, 2-2. Two, two. Okay, 2-2. Two, two. Two, two. Rain yeah. it down. David, give us a score. I think it's going to be a 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, yeah, one, Liverpool yeah. win. Okay. Well, I, nobody I, asked I, I, me. I am hoping but, um, it's more. I'm hoping it's more. <laughs> he said wow. He said nobody asked him. No, no, no nobody, nobody asked me, but I am going to agree with both of you. It is either Liverpool wins 2-1 or it is going to be a draw, like a 2-2 type draw. I really don't see Manchester City winning, which I don't think is bad for them anyway. I think a draw is perfectly fine because it still leaves a lot of pressure on Liverpool. And I think Manchester City can finish the season on a tier if they feel like it. So... I think for them, like kind of what you said, losing would be catastrophic. I know Pep is not one to think like that. Like he's not going to think negatively in terms of we can't lose this game. He's going to try to win it. But I think depending on how the game starts and how it's going, I could see like halfway through or like a couple of big events, I could see Pep saying, okay, let's just make sure we don't lose this. Um, And like you said, Klopp is not going to be that motivated to win it himself. But again, they're both like really positive type of characters. So... It just leads to a situation where anything can happen. Like you, like you just said, Liverpool. The only thing they don't want to do is lose. But it wouldn't surprise me if they go out there and try to score, and then they get caught out in the process. So I think it's gonna be a really big game, a really exciting game. Both teams are, for the most part, healthy. I mean, Manchester City, their defenders are gone, but outside of that, everyone is. You know, the big names are gonna be there. So it should be a lot uh, of fun. David Silva, David Silva is injured. That's he was injured. He got injured. Yeah, he had a he picked that he he got subbed out last week, and Pep said it's gonna, it's He's gonna, gonna be, be out. 10, ten days recovery, usually ten twelve days, mm. or some muscular injury. Mm. That's, well, that's it's it's it matters, but I can't even say it's a big deal because Manchester City is just so loaded that they'll find someone to replace him. They're built for this. Um, okay, I think that's really all I wanted to cover in the time that we have. Um, is there anything you guys want to say real quick before we, we call it a show? Uh, I'd like to take this time to acknowledge Chibi, Chibi's team. Hmm. Uh, I looked at his team. He, he, I know that he has a lot of personal insults for me, but I think the team is a quality team. Hmm. It's a top, it's a top-notch team. If he keeps managing like this, he can win it. I know it will be very painful for us in the chat <laughs> because we'll have to hear him tell us about his process. 
<laughs> but like, yeah, I, I like to give a tip off. No, it's a really good team. It's a well balanced team. It's a, the squad value is one hundred and three point two. It's it's he's doing very well. So I like to acknowledge his performance. Okay, yeah. shout out to Chibi. Carrie, anything? I'm interested to see what Leicester City and Arsenal do. The Arsenal saga continues, and the Leicester, we've been going on about them, how they are playing so well. So yeah. whilst it isn't like, you know, the barometer of what we should call a top game, Arsenal did finish in the top six last season, mm-hmm. and Leicester are trying to, you know, finishing the top four top six in that area so playing against they have beat they they beat the smaller teams you know they beat the Southamptons they beat the Newcastles of the world you know let's see if they can beat if they can beat Arsenal okay no no I agree with that real quick since you just brought it up um let's just let's just give some predictions for that game as well because that is that's a big game there's not even a doubt about that that's like a big game um so well, since you brought it up, I'm sure you already have thoughts about it. Just give me a score. Um, 2-1 Arsenal. Hmm, 2-1 Arsenal. Interesting. <laughs> David. See, see, this is the thing about Arsenal. Never trust them away from home. Mm-hmm. Never. <laughs> Never. Anyways, I think Leicester City is going to beat them 3-1. Wow, 3-1. Yes. The okay. Arsenal, I watch Arsenal and I I'll really reiterate it. Matteo Grandivi, Socrates and Prince, these guys are they are they are open for business for goals at the back. <laughs> they are. So I think Leicester City can sucker punch them, especially at home. They're trying to make a statement again okay. this year. So I think they can beat them. Three one. Okay. Noted. We'll see what happens. I'll put a two one out there for Leicester though, not for Arsenal. Good. I think Leicester's gonna win as well. So good, good. All right, thanks for being on, guys. Uh, if you've listened, if you've gone to this part of the podcast, thank you for listening to the whole podcast. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, keep supporting us in whatever ways you do by subscribing, following, commenting, sharing, blah blah blah. All right, that's it, man. Thanks for being on, guys. All right, all right, all right. So, that's a fantastic episode. That was really nice discussions.